With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is the Grit and Barrett podcast, a podcast devoted to the 11-time Calder Cup champion, the Hershey Bears. We talk Hershey Bears, the American Hockey League, and all the hockey news that matters to me. This is high energy, unfiltered, and at times unfocused hockey talk from a hack. And now, on with the show. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Grit and Barrett podcast, everyone. It is Christmas Day, everyone. It is the 2023-2024 schedule reveal. And to us hockey fans, especially Bears Nation, all of you listening out there and watching along out here on the live stream there in Facebook land and on the Twitter machine, it is Christmas Day, everyone. It is. It is our neat little schedules there. It's all, all there. We got wrapping paper and all sorts of gifts underneath the tree. And it's time for us to go through and tear those presents apart and see what we're going to get this hockey see, hockey season. And, of course, with this coming out, I got to bring bring on my partner in hockey from from Field, field Pass Hockey himself, Mr. Bears Blogger himself, Mr. Bears Hockey Nation himself, Corey Schwartz joining me. Corey, brother, thank you for so much for joining me here on the show. Hey, man, thanks for having me. Like you said, you stole the words from me. I was going to say it's Christmas in July, and it's not even the 25th yet. We got a schedule, and, you know, here we are, what, like a little over three weeks since the Bears lifted the Calder Cup, and we're already starting to talk about next season. So, you know, it's always great to have that truncated summer where we don't have to, you know, sit around and wait for too long. We're going to be back at the Giant Center before we know it. Oh my gosh, we we will. It's even when you are champions, such as we are, it still kind of sucks when it happened. You know, you you know, we're, we're like we're like yes, we're the champions. The cups are being raised. Let's go out there and party with the players. Let's go out there and have fun. Hey, where are you guys going? What do you mean you're going home? What do you mean you're going to Canada? We won, but 
such as hockey once you reach this time of year. And the NHL put their stuff out. ECHL put their stuff out there. And we were just waiting, waiting and salivating and just waiting along. And, and now, finally, last week, last Wednesday, the AHL dropped its schedule upon us. And for all you Bears fans l watching along on the fan club live stream, please like this and leave comments below. We will, re we will read them out and answer any questions you got. You got questions? Nah, that's understandable. Completely understandable. So, folks, for all of you that are watching this, we have six months of hockey to get through. We've got thoughts and comments. This is going to be a long one, but it's just it's just what you got to do. So, Corey, you ready to go, brother? Ready to go through this season? Absolutely. All right. So let's let's get this going. First, so we start. We start on well. We have a preseason to preseason take care of as well. The Bears will be kicking it off against Wilkes-Barre on a Wednesday morning. That's right. They're doing that again. Uh, the hockey and something they call it up there. It's their preseason school day game. Seemed to go over really well. So um, that's going to be happening again. 10.30 a.m. start there on a Wednesday. Fine. Uh, the Bears will have their one and only home preseason game and actually a Friday night game there at Giant Center. Okay, probably something booked there that weekend, but whatever. Wednesday night against Wilkes-Barre and then Sunday afternoon, a one o'clock start there in Allentown against the Phantoms. And Corey, pretty pretty standard stuff, you know, go up against your rivals, you know, get everybody well acclimated, and you know, it's fairly decent stuff there for the po for the preseason. It's a little interesting. I know that the preseason game in Wilkes Bear with the the school kids game is kind of a you know, a tough one to get through, but it seems like it was, it's something that's, you know, going to be a tradition a little bit now. Like we've had that for at least the second year in a row that I can think of. So it's always fun. You know, I know it's, it is what it is type of thing, you know, a couple of odd timed road games, you know, an afternoon game in Lehigh Valley, something that we probably won't see at all during the regular season on a Friday evening home game for the preseason. Like that's cool. It's better than it being a Sunday. You know, it's it's a little it's just a little different. It's you know, it's a Friday night home preseason game. It'll be fun. I always love going to preseason games. It's like a dress rehearsal in a lot of ways where you know everybody's getting tuned up. You know, we're getting a look at some of these guys, you know, some of the younger guys are getting a look. Uh, the home game's always, you know, the more complete lineup anyhow. And, you know, I always take the preseason game as like a belated birthday present because it's the week after you know, after I hit another hit another year on the calendar. So I'm excited for it. It's always mm -hmm. fun to get and, you know, experience that a little bit, you know, to watch some of those storylines. Oh, yes. Like it, it's it's something you got to go through. And I like how you say it, it's a dress rehearsal. It's tech week. It's hell week in a way for all of you in theater. If you know, you know. But, yeah, just some you got to go through. Three games against the rivals. See who will be playing. Don't take too much stock into it. Don't go crazy with it. It's preseason. It's early October hockey. It means nothing. But opening night for the boys will be Saturday, October 14th. The, the regular season itself for the AHL gets underway Friday, October 13th. A handful of teams will start on Friday. Go check out the American Hockey League page for that. But the Bears will be kicking it off 
on October 14th against the Belleville Senators. Odd flex, but okay. That's who our opening night opponent would be. I was kind of hoping it would be a, uh, a Rochester. Maybe rub it in Hartford's face a little bit, but say la vie, you can't get what you want out of this life. Opening up against Belleville, and then that Sunday, the newly branded Cleveland Monsters, donning the blue and black this season, will be coming to Hershey. So uh, two, two Northern opponents coming to face us to start the season. Uh, a little odd that we're going out of division to start the season. Yeah, it's a little strange. Like you said, I hopefully the Rochester fans don't hear you that because I'm sure they're still salty about uh, – about that playoff loss in the Eastern Conference Finals. But um, it, it is a little bit interesting. I mean, hopefully Belleville was done for the you know, specific reason that, hey, Garrett Pilon could be in the lineup that night to, you know, see the banner raised possibly if he doesn't make Ottawa. I know he commented on the, you know, the Bears post about opening night with the, you know, the seeing eyes emoji where, uh, you know, that kind of looms as a possibility there and a little bit of an odd twist um to that that specific night too and you know it is a little interesting that we don't you know see one of our normal rivals in the second game of the season cleveland's a very atypical team to get there usually they play those games in bunches you know obviously cleveland's not a drastic hall i believe they play somewhere more local if my memory serves me about the schedule the night before so it's not crazy it's probably just the way the metric uh, you know the the uh, matrix of the schedule is the word I'm looking for, um, you know, kind of fizzled out, so to speak. But it's just a, it's a little interesting to see that kind of isolate on the schedule. It's a different look than what we saw last season, even though I think we're going to, you know, get back into some of that normalcy by the time October is over. Oh, yeah. Um, actually, Cleveland is going to be opening up the uh, the Electrodrome that Saturday. They'll be at um, Allentown that weekend. So. They'll be opening up some things on the road, and then they'll probably be back in Northeast Ohio the following weekend. Yeah, it is a little bit odd seeing those two those two teams, um, but it'll be good. It'll be good first games for the Bears to get out of their to get out of their system. So the following weekend, the boys typically get out of town because that's Disney on ice on ice weekend and a weekend slate that seems more fitting for March than October as the boys are heading to Rhode Island to double dip there in Providence to take on our El Guapos in the Providence Bruins Saturday and Sunday and then three o'clock to what's that smell bitterness regret boats Bridgeport, yes, taking on the Islanders there, three o'clock, three o'clock there in Western Connecticut. Um, that's that's a schedule I I think of February hockey as opposed to uh, October, but there are certain reasons why, and we'll get to that a little bit later why we are seeing those early, early but a big road test for the boys there in mid October. Yeah, it's definitely a measuring stick weekend. I think as early as possible, you can be kind of in place in that Charlotte series we got used to seeing for, you know, the last couple of seasons where they'd had to go down there for a couple of games. But Providence is that team, you know, the Bears didn't have to face them in the playoffs last season. Um, they didn't really have to, you know, face that test in the playoffs as we kind of all suspected that they would. So I think it's going to be an early measuring stick test. I mean, Providence is always really good and really fierce. It's also worth noting with the um, 
the first weekend schedule, you know, I'm sure Zach Fish is delighted about this. He doesn't have to help open anybody's, you know, opening night weekends on the road. So he doesn't have to, you know, either prepare content or, you know, fill in, you know, that opening, usually like 15 minutes, half an hour, so to speak, of uh, of pre-show there. So um, that's a nice little added touch for the Bears there. But yeah, looking at that weekend, you know, Providence is always very tough. You know, it's going to be a tall task for the Bears, you know, again, try to defeat the demons and, um, you know, whatever they call it up there now. It's I like to still call it the dunk. I will always call it that. It's just like calling the Bridgeport Islanders the Bridgeport Sound Tigers. And, you know, speaking of the Islanders, you know, we're going to see they lost a lot of key pieces this past season. The Islanders did, you know, Chris Terry's not there anymore. Andy Andriov is overseas now. You know, that's just such a, a large portion of their scoring. I just don't see what they have up in Bridgeport that will possibly replace those guys. And they were, you know, a bubble team that ended up not making it last season. So, you know, it's that's going to be an early test to see if they're going to be still competitive or if they're going to be, you know, kind of the the bottom rung team of the Atlantic Division possibly, which looks to be as fierce, com- uh, you know, competitively as ever. As always, our division's going to be going to be real tough. Um, you know, it, it's it's one of those round up the usual suspects years. I think that's what our division's going to be. But as always, that is another show. It's going to be a very big measuring stick game as we head into it. Uh, we got one from a Facebook user here. Um, because of how things are set up, we can't typically say can't say who the name is just because of how Facebook is. Uh, first game should be against Coachella Valley. Lol, that should be an HL tradition that the two teams in the finals should play each other on the first game of the season. Um, uh, this isn't the NHL where teams have the budgets to do stuff like that. And um, considering how we were out there in SoCal last year, do you really want to go back there? Do you? But um, yeah. I would not mind seeing those Navy blues out in Hershey yet again, but um, interesting take having to play Coachella Valley again. Now, if we play Texas, I would not mind going back to Eastern Texas, but let's get onward and upward with this. We head to the end of October as the bears take our first visit to the arena in the shadow of a mountain to take on Wilkes-Barre first of 12 meetings between the, between us and then to round out the month is more home goodness as we come back for the Halloween weekends against the Phantoms and the Pens. So it's time to get the Pennsylvania rivalries up and going there at the end of the month with up there to Wilkes-Barre and then Lehigh and Wilkes. Yeah, it looks much more of a, a schedule you'd expect to see, right? You see some Wilkes-Barre and some Lehigh Valley, you know. It's been a long time for those two teams. I mean, obviously, the the Penguins were unfortunately unable to kind of rally to make the playoffs last season. And, you know, Lehigh Valley kind of got bounced a little bit early. It, it's weird that in the you know grand scheme of re- looking back at the, the playoffs that were, that we really didn't have to deal with either of those two teams. You know, Lehigh Valley, unfortunately, kind of got the short end of the stick of scheduling in that play-in round and, you know, all those things. Didn't get a home game, anything like that. You know, we didn't end up getting to see them, of course. But, you know, it it just it wouldn't be a season without playing those two teams. And our numbers are actually down against those two teams this season as they only play Lehigh Valley 12 times instead of 14, as they did a season ago, as we're going to get into how and why that is here later on. But it's just an interesting little caveat to note that they don't have to, you know, deal with those two teams. It kind of a sign that, you know, things are going pretty well, I think, in a lot of ways. 
across the board for the Bears in the league, of course, is what I mean by that. Agreed. Always glad to see things uh, branching out. And I know that's a common complaint amongst Bears fans. Why do we play them 12 times a year? They don't do that in the NHL. Well, I get tired of it too, but there's one main reason. Money. Money. And the first rule of business, you don't mess with the money. So we get into no into November and we head back up head back up to Wilkesbury Friday, November 3rd to take on Wilkesbury yet again. Friday night up there in Wilkesbury. Mm-mm. Saturday, we come back home to take on the Bridgeport ugh, Islanders. And um, not not a bad back to back. I'm not seeing a lot of Sundays here at home during year. I know we saw this last year, but I think the lesser of Sunday afternoon games are definitely going to be a big thing for Hershey. Yeah, it is a little bit interesting to, you know, not really see any months on the calendar where there's, you know, jam packed, you know, almost every Saturday, Sunday type of thing. You're looking at a lot of home games. So it is a little interesting that you see a lot of those blanks on the calendar. I mean, you know, even the amount of three and threes is much less than what it normally is, you know, year over year type of thing. And some of that's, you know, only, you know, a day separating, you know, it's three and four type of thing. But the further they make it like the NHL, I mean, I don't see that as being an entirely a bad thing. Thank goodness it's not as many Tuesday or Thursday games. But yeah, I, I always like those Sunday games. So I'm, uh, I'm a little sad we see a little bit less of it here. I mean, it's about, you know, two a month is kind of the max here, it looks like. Yeah, it's it's not too bad. Um, I, you know, a lot of a lot of fans I think like those Wednesday, and we're seeing some more Friday night games, more the return of the blue collar type nights for the Bears, and what a lot of other teams do around around the league. You know, a lot of Wednesday, Friday, Saturdays. Um, I think it, it drew really well last year, and it's something we're going to keep keep seeing as we go as we go on. So the following following weekend, as we dip into Hockey Fights Cancer Month, otherwise known as November, not that there's anything thing wrong with that, uh, we head out to Lehigh on the 11th to take on the Phantoms, a home-and-home home set, as it's at Lehigh on a Saturday night, and then back home against the, them for a 3 o'clock start there in Hershey. Wednesday night, another Wednesday night up in Wilkes-Barre, lol. Friday the 17th sees the Bears at home some Friday night hockey in November. Yes, please, and thank you. I'll double helpings for me, please, against Bridgeport. Saturday, the Bears return the favor going back up to Bridgeport on a Saturday. So a lot. I'm noticing with this, once, once we get past opening weekend, it's all divisional stuff, all division that the Bears are going to be taking on. And that's going to be a rather big couple weeks to really kind of get that separation there in the standings there in the first month. Yeah, you took the words right out of my mouth, honestly, there is that, you know, it's 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 good because if you can get on a roll and beat some of these teams, you know, obviously it's easier said than done against teams like Lehigh Valley and Wilkes-Barre, who are always tough opponents, you know, but you can really start to, you know, you really start to see some of the early big dogs. I mean, we saw the Bears kind of struggle to get to that point I think last season really until December really rolled around where you started to really kind of iron out the edges of the the game these you know your new team and I think the Bears had to be cognizant of that because they have so many returning guys that you know a lot of that structure is going to be back you know fingers crossed Lord willing there's no other bombshells in the coaching department coming up at all this summer you know uh you know nothing like that might change you know you got a lot of 
returning players. And I think for the Bears, you know, that's that's a big thing to try to establish that and maybe jump out on that early and often here. But yeah, a lot of divisional play. It wouldn't be, you know, an AHL season in Hershey if you weren't playing Wilkes-Barre and Lehigh a lot. So I am not surprised to see the schedule littered with those teams. And like you said, I love those Friday night games. You know, Wednesday is probably my least favorite one out of all of them. And that's just because, you know, it's it's a work day. And, you know, it's good to go and get some hockey yeah, in the, after a work night. day. But, um, yeah, mm-hmm. and, you know, thankfully we don't have two tons of those to deal with here this season. But, um, you know, it's one of those things that you always just have to be mindful of. And, you know, any day I get to go to a Hershey Bears game is a good one in my book. So, I, you know, it's a very minor complaint in the scheme of things. No, it no, it's 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 not. You know, just again, an observation by uh, by by us is that we have you know a lot of division, a lot of stuff that time of year. Um, so you know, and I don't mind. I mean, it's not like it's all Wilkes and Lehigh. I mean, we're getting a lot of Wilkes to start the season. I'd much rather play them early when they don't have an identity and get a lot of points on them, as opposed to later in the season when they know who they are. Just as long as we don't have to deal with Alex Nylander. <clears throat> So we head we head back back home for the return of a fan favorite, and for all you Bears watching there on the live stream, I know you're gonna like this. It's back, everyone! After a three-year hiatus, it returns to us. The Turkey Shoot Night is back. Thanksgiving Eve, the party night of the holiday, where you're home, all your friends are home. Against Wilkesbury comes in for the. Thanksgiving Eve game against Wilkes-Barre. Oh, I was so happy to see this back back on. It just, it didn't feel right last year, not having one. And then them playing up in Springfield and Hartford during the holiday weekend. It just, Corey just didn't feel right. Being home on Thanksgiving Eve, it's such a great tradition. It's so fun. And I'm just glad to see that back. Yeah, same here. I mean, you always get something fairly special out of those, you know, Thanksgiving Eve games. The last time we had it was that, you know, famous one where you know everybody remembers where Mason Morelli scored that his first Bears goal in overtime. Yep. Um, yep. You know, such a memorable game, a absolute, you know, uh, slobber knocker of a game where, you know, the teams are just trading goals back and forth. But it's really great to get there. And, you know, unlike years past, the boys are actually going to be able to stay and, you know, be in Hershey for a little while, too, rather than, you know, the seeming tradition of, you know, the bears taking their Turkey and going on the road with it type of thing. So it's one of those things where it's, it's just feels a little bit nicer to have this game back, you know, have it be part of our lives again. You know, I always enjoy it. I think it's a great game. It's a great, you know, start to your Thanksgiving holiday. So couldn't be happier that it's back. And, you know, part of our real first, uh, you know, stretch of home games, you could call a home home uh, homestand really with our first stretch of three home games in a row oh yeah yeah it'll be a busy weekend there on thanks thanksgiving so the bears will be home that that weekend in thanksgiving and Corey, Corey, when i saw this on the schedule i could not believe my eyes when i saw this that we that a team that I've been hoping we were going to play for quite some time, it's finally coming to Hershey. And as much as all you Bears fans out there complain, oh, the Bears never had west of Ohio. They never head out west. Well, guess what? It's finally happening, happening this year, everyone, because the farm club of your 
Minnesota Wild is coming to Hershey as the Iowa Wild are coming to Hershey straight out of Des Moines, straight out of Heartland, are coming to Hershey. Thank the hockey gods this happened. Praise be, praise the toothless hockey gods for this happening. The Iowa Wild are coming to Hershey for the first time since I think the Iowa Stars or the Iowa Chops came to Hershey. Or I think the first time since that that's happened. But Thanksgiving weekend, the Iowa Wild come to town to take on the Hershey Bears. And I could not be happier. Those beautiful green jerseys, a completely new opponent come, coming in. This is going to be great. I am so happy when the Bears organization does stuff like this. Iowa Wild, uh, November 25th and 26th. Double helpings for me, please, and thank you. Yeah, it's a little different because, I mean, we got used to seemingly the only opponents that would, you know, come out from that that sort of sphere of hockey would be, you know, the Chicago Wolves, the Rockford Ice Hogs, and, you know, yeah. I'm trying to think of some, you know, some of the other teams the Bears played. I mean, the Milwaukee Admirals is the other, only other one that comes mm -hmm. to mind, I think. And, we, like, we, you know, we, it seemed like that uh, was the, the only... Moose a decade ago. That's true too. Yeah, yeah it's, the, the it's one of those. Yeah, the moose. Yeah, the moose. The moose. Yeah, it's it's interesting because that just doesn't happen very often. And you know, the Iowa Wild were not in my bingo card personally for a Western Conference team that we would get. It's interesting that they're the only Western Conference team that we get, and it's for a pair of games. You know, it's not just two games like you might expect. It's four in total between you know two on the at home and two on the road later on in the season. But yeah, I couldn't be happier to see another new team you know, kind of make their way over here. And likewise, I know Zach Fish tweeted that he's pretty excited about it too. Mm -hmm. So, you know, it's great to see. It's great to see, you know, some more places are going to get to see the Bears just like going out to California. It was, uh, you know, a brand new experience for the Bears. And, you know, I'm sure that we're going to hear all about the history of the Bears, you know, playing some teams from mm -hmm. Iowa here in the, the days leading up to that series of games. I can't wait to see those those green jerseys. I know they don't wear the reds anymore. I know they don't. I'd love to see them. That's not gonna that's not gonna happen. But um I'm ha I, I'm all for this. I'm all for this. Um to, to bring them out here. Um I would have been I would have been happy if we would have had a, a Grand Rapids, Rockford or the Chicago Wolves as well. I would have loved the Wolves, two of the more winning teams in the American Hockey League squaring off against each other. Now, that's a, that's just me being a cheap excuse for hopefully getting out to Chicago. But um, I'm really happy this is going to happen. I'm sure the Booster Club, I know they don't watch this. I'm sure there's some Bears fans that are out there on the Booster Club. Hello, everyone out there. Are already scanning hotel rooms out there in Des Moines, Iowa. So, um, so I'm glad to see this. It knocks off two games against Wilkes-Barre and Lehigh, which, which is fine by me. Or some people said, I think we may have sacrificed some Hartford and Bridgeport for this. But whatever the numbers are, I'm glad that I was coming in. Iowa Wild, end of November. But thus kicks off a four-game road stretch for the Bears as we head into the month of December. Uh, rather odd that at the beginning of perhaps the peak season for Hershey, and we're getting and we're heading on the road. But Wednesday, the 29th, another Wednesday night up in Wilkes-Barre. <laughs> getting old. This is getting real old real quick. 
But then in December, we head due south to Mr. Bojangles Coliseum there in Charlotte, North, Car- North Carolina, um, affiliate of the Florida Panthers, and then maybe a dual affiliation in the future, but that's another show. And then a Friday night up in Syracuse, the one and only trip up there to Onatoga County War Memorial, or I'm sorry, Oop State Medical University Arena. It's called up there in Syracuse now. So, um, and then the Bears will finally come back home to take on the Cleveland Monsters, and then Charlotte will return the favor on the 10th. So December is always one of the busier months for the Bears, and um, it's quite a road stretch for the Bears heading into the month of December. Yeah, it's a little interesting. You know, they kind of pushed the the road swing back. It's usually, you know, the the Thanksgiving type of scheduling there off until, and, you know, November, I just kind of noticed they have, it's nice when you see it in the, the calendar view because you can see three straight weeks with a Wednesday game against Wilkes-Barre in some capacity. And it's one of those ones we're going to be like, okay, we've had it. We've, we, you know, we get it type of thing. And, you know, by that point, almost half of that, I guess will be half of that regular season series with Wilkes-Barre will be over by the time we flip into the calendar month of December, which is kind of crazy. It seems like it ends sooner and sooner every year, honestly. But yeah, and then, you know, that usual Charlotte trip, we've had that, you know, so typically in the first road weekend in October. Kind of weird to have it in December, but, you know, the sooner you can knock out the Charlotte trip, the better. I don't enjoy those trips personally. I maybe enjoy it a little bit more now that the Bears beat them. You know, in the playoffs last season, that was cathartic in many ways to exercise those kinds of demons. And Syracuse, it's always a tough game up in Syracuse. The Bears always, you know, have their hands full there. Um, you know, I've, it's, it's interesting that, you know, they only really play some of these closer teams from the North division really once still, I kind of would like to see that change in the future, but Hey, you know, you can't have everything in a cup of tea like you'd always wanted. So I think it's pretty interesting to sort of see some of those recurring themes knocked out in the first weekend of December, where we're usually used to seeing, I would, you know, typically have expected that first weekend to have some home games as the, you know, old, you know, mark your calendar date. This is probably the weekend the teddy bear toss would have happened, you know, many moons before the pandemic ago type of thing. Oh, yeah. So, um, you know, it's, it's a little bit weird to see that weekend kind of, you know, filled with road games, but that just really means I have to get used to the teddy bear toss being in January, unfortunately. Oh yes. It was before the dark times before, before COVID nation attacked, but it's, it, it, it is weird seeing the Bears getting away in the month of December because we're just we're, we're so used to it the holiday season. And even in the old barn days, you associated Hershey with the holidays and Christmas and New Year's and having hockey around that time of year. So just to see the boys head out that, you know, around the holidays, you know, it, it's rough. But, you know, the boys will be back for a big, well, fret not Bears fans because then the Bears return for a five game home road stretch five game home stretch i can talk as they will take on the providence bruins at home wednesday december 13th in the rare wednesday providence game at home uh saturday the 16th Le rocket de laval come into town for an O canada opponent and then springfield comes in for a sunday game at five o'clock we head into the holidays as the Bears will travel up to Springfield on the 22nd. And then Providence comes in once more 
to round out the holidays. So, you know, before we get into Christmas, the Bears have seven out of eight games um, at home. So a very big uh, homestand as we head into the, you know, the uh, meat, meat of the holiday season. Yeah, it is pretty interesting to see that. It looks like they have, you know, seven of eight in that stretch overall at home. You know, there's that one lone trip to Springfield that kind of intersects what would be seven other games at home, which is pretty a pretty nice stretch to have around the holidays. I mean, you know, you get to, you know, have that home cooking around that time, you know, kind of more what you start to expect with a December schedule. I think this, if memory serves from the release, that December is their highest amount of games played i want to say it was uh it was like 13 or so you know it's a lot of games in december is basically the the end of that story there um you know just you just have to hope it's as good as the bears december was last season where that was really where they they surged to the top of the standings and you know really solidified their position as one of the top two teams in the atlantic during the month of december so very important month lots of divisional play there i think it's going to be you know, again, some more measuring stick games. You know, the Providence games really stand out to me as the kind of games to really watch out for. You know, obviously throwing a Wilkes Bear and um, you know teams like you know Charlotte, Laval, Springfield. You know, those are all really important teams to establish yourself against and say, hey, you know, we're going to keep our little brothers down here, so to speak, and you know uh, assert ourselves there in that sense. So December is a very important month. I'm looking forward to seeing you know, the Bears match up in some of these very important games at that point. Agreed. And so let, let's head into the end of the year, heading into the new year as the Bears, you know, Christmas, the week in between Christmas and New Year's, busy time for, for the boys. It'll be a busy Giant Center. And we'll have a um, game against Wilkes-Barre at home on the 27th. Finally, we got a home game against Wilkes-Barre on a Wednesday. And then uh, closer... Then they wrap up the calendar year against Rochester and Lehigh, a heck of a road swing going from Oop State, New York, all the way down to the Electrodrome. That is not a fun drive. Heading into the new year, it will be a home stretch at home, January 6th and 7th against Hartford and Lehigh. So we'll get to see a bit of the Wolfpack there. Um, I think if I'm seeing this correctly, that's the first time we're going to see the Wolfpack is not until the new year till January 6th when they, when they come to town. So interesting. We don't get to see the Wolfpack until January. Yeah. Not to be forgotten. There was that home game against Charlotte on the third there that kind of intersects, uh, the start of the new year for the bears there, I guess, really. But yeah, it is, it is a little bit yeah, of a, yep. Yeah, yeah, my bad. Oh, no, you're fine. You're fine. Um, it's kind of a little bit of a role reversal for Hartford because the Bears really got out most of their set against Hartford before Christmas, before the new year. You know, we left half of that matchup in, you know, five or six, I think, last year in 2022. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of yeah. interesting, like you said, to see almost, uh, you know, a full, you know, the full first half of the season go by without seeing Hartford. But I did look at the stats when we were looking there. It does look like they shaved off two matchups with the Wolfpack. Um, compared to what okay. we've had, we had last year. So it's only four games, and you know it okay, looks like so the vast. Yeah, it's where it looks like they shaved off two with Lehigh and two with uh, with Hartford. So it's the same amount as what they did with Springfield, where we don't really see them all that much, which is a little bit of a bummer. Those games against yeah. those teams were always fun to watch, and you know, 
always fiercely competitive. Those fans and those fan bases are very, very passionate to put it mildly there. So it's, it's a shame we don't get to see them more, frankly. Agreed. I mean, Hartford and Hershey, there is, there is history. There is beef between the two. And I got friends up there in Connecticut as well. It's always a fun time when, when they, when they come in as well. So we head to the middle of Jan- of January, January as the bears on a Saturday night, go out to Lehigh to take on the fan, take on the Phantoms. Monday, January 15th, a day game against Bridgeport. Three o'clock start for a school day-ish game against Bridgeport. One of those things could be worse, could be 10 a.m. But three o'clock game on Monday the 15th. And then the following Friday, it is back up to Hartford and then back home against Wilkes-Barre. Wednesday, January 24th, another home game. Springfield coming coming to town. Saturday the 27th, up there in Wilkes-Barre, a Saturday night there in Wilkes-Barre. Yes, please. And then Sunday the 28th, Toronto comes to town. And if I was a gambling man, yes, I am. Speaking of gambling, check out the DraftKings link down below. They're crawling down below. But on the 20, I know necessary evil. I know I'm shameless. But January 28th, market now. That That's the teddy bear toss night. That's it. Against Toronto. There it is. Mark the tape. Mark it. That's it. Oh man, I really wish it were sooner than that. Because it's to me, it's just so late. I I'm I belly ache about this every year, and it's really not a big deal because it's it's a special night to get to no matter when it is. But it always drives me nuts that it's way at the end of January. Now I'd be willing to bet on that as well. Maybe there's some hope for the seventh against Lehigh Valley because of it being at three o'clock, maybe. Um, but you know, if it were me, I'd want to throw all the bad juju out of the way uh, from last season well beforehand, but I do suspect that that Bridgeport game on the 15th is probably a Martin Luther King Jr. Day Mm -hmm. uh, game, which explains the weird timing of it. I bet that's around that day as well. Kind of unusual for the Bears to be involved in a game like that, but certainly one that, you know, it's it's a good excuse if you're fortunate to have off to be able to uh, enjoy some Bears hockey, or if you're working, enjoy it while you're, you know, the tail end of your workday, hopefully. Um... But yeah, I think it's a, it's it's an interesting month because again we get back to more of this divisional play. I mean that Toronto game is really the only external division game, so it's going to be more important games. I mean, depending on where some of these like Northern Atlantic teams go, that's when you want to get those points is on those head to head games because you're not going to yeah. get that many opportunities. So you know, obviously, you know, Wilkes Bear, we're pretty much going to have them out of our system. I mean, that's. I've been kind of counting along, and I think that's nine of the 12 matchups so far. I think they stash a couple of those towards the later portions of the season after this. But it's it's weird, again, to consider that that season series will be vastly over with by that point, too. So it's a little interesting how that schedule matrix worked out, for sure. Definitely. Um, it's still very division-heavy as we had you know, head into near the end as we're heading toward the all-star break on this Wednesday, the 30 January 31st and Friday, February 2nd, back-to-back games in Lehigh, a Wednesday and a Friday night. Woof. And then Bridgeport comes back in and that heads into the all-star break on that one. But the boys come back with the Northeast roadie at Providence at Springfield and that pretty much rounds out the 
first half of the season as we head into to early uh, February. Yeah, it just wouldn't be a, a bear schedule in February or March without one trip to take on Providence or Springfield in that order. Um, you know, this time of year, it's it's one of those times those are going to be early playoff previews, most likely where you're going to start to be like, OK, how do we compare to these guys? You know, Providence always one of those teams where it's like we didn't have to play them in the playoffs last season. Thank goodness. Don't enjoy it up there. Um you know, you just have to really hope that if the Bruins are competitive again, which I expect them to be, it's going to be another tough set of games and, you know, important points on the line. I mean, February and really into March is where we saw the Bears kind of slump a little bit or, you know, have some struggles they had to work out of their system there. Just a, a very important month. And, you know, like you said, rounding out the first half there, uh, you kind of get to knock out the all-star game uh, festivities there another kind of tough stretch if you're an all-star because you've got to play those two games do an all-star skills go cross country i believe it is in san jose yep yep um do that and play a game and come back and you know with minimal rest so it's uh it's another tough climb for those guys i think in that month for sure it definitely will be and we'll continue on continue on with the schedule with the schedule here but we got to take a short break to pay pay the bills right after this and bears fans don't forget the proud sponsor of this podcast DraftKings sportsbook with code thpn bet just five dollars and get 150 in bonus bets instantly with code thpn only at DraftKings sportsbook gambling gambling problem call 1-800 call 1-800-GAMBLER in massachusetts call 800 800- Three two seven fifty fifty, or visit gambling helpline ma.org. In New York, call eight seven seven eight Hope NY or text Hope NY. In Kansas, call one 4700 on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort. In West Virginia, West Virginia gambling problem, call one eight hundred Gambler or visit www.1800gambler.net. All games regulated by the West Virginia Lottery lottery <laughs> please play responsibly in partnership with hollywood casino at charles charlestown races in connecticut help is av- available for ga- for problem gambling call 888-789-7777 or call or visit ccpg.org 21 plus in most eligible states but age varies by jurisdiction see draftkings.com sportsbook for details and state specific responsible gambling resources Bonus bets expire seven days after insurance and one boost per eligible game. Opted required. Max bet $50. 10, 10 plus leg required for 100% boost. Eligibility, wagering, and deposit restrictions apply. Terms at sportsbook.trackings.com slash baseball terms. All right. Now that that's done, now that we've paid the bills, let's uh see what some fans here uh have to say here let me just uh get this up here uh we have my michael esterly here on the old facebook machine asking the old facebook machine asking here do you guys do you guys like strom the Pavrick having bigger roles this year with the departure of pilon morelli and so forth uh pilon and morelli are big big losses um Napravrik had a really strong near the end of the season so I think he's really going to step up in a bottom six role. Strom was a great penalty killer. Didn't see his name a lot because we were always healthy a lot. 
Um, but definitely keep an eye if we if we're able to keep uh, Dubé down here. He's going to do a lot. Right, Binsky's going to get a lot of time, get a lot of time this year, and I think we might see um, um, Marachinkov. We might see him this year. So as much as we have some new guys coming out, we've got a lot in the pipeline coming in. Yeah, I agree. I think it's going to be a much more stocked Bears team. I really would anticipate Strom and Napravnik kind of playing the same role as they did last season. Not in a, you know, in any way a slight against those guys because your depth is going to be so important. We've so we said it with, you know, the defensemen, Logan Day and Jake Massey are, you know, obviously the two shining examples of how great your depth needs to be in order to be successful in the AHL level. But like you said, I mean, Miro Shinenko is going to be coming in full-time this season. Ryan Hofer is, I think, the least talked about incoming uh, new Bears player that I really like. I think he's going to be fantastic. I was just um, researching him a little bit, and I'm very eager to see what he's got there, of course. Um, you know, brother to uh, Joel Hofer there in the Springfield St. Louis organization. So I think that you're going to see those guys kind of be in that same role as uh, they were a season ago. But I think that's a great situation to be in, you know. Like you said, Napravnik was really is one of those guys. I think is kind of an X factor, right? Like he didn't quite have that same crazy breakout that Ethan Frank did, but you started to see it kind of coming together for him in March, in April. You know where he was starting to you know score goals. You know just be very involved. I'd like to see him step up, kind of like an Ethan Frank. He's you know he's not a you know Napravnik's not a slouch by any stretch. He was a very proficient college player. It's just a you know that leap to the pro level can just eat you alive and so you know i think it just took him a little bit longer spot but he's going to be really battling to get into one of those spots full time so i i think it's very worthy of watching to see what happens there certainly too so i i like it a lot especially one of those guys you know when some of those younger guys their stocks may fall and rise you know you never really know where washington's going to be at too we were seeing rumors of that Kuznetsov trade happening. You never know if that's going to impact the Bears at all either. So there's a lot of still moving parts, I think, this summer. But I think it's worth watching for those guys. It's going to be a great season for them to, you know, flex their muscles as to what they can do at this level for sure. The offseason is still young, brother. It still is. A lot could happen. We're still two months out from the start of of NHL training camps. So let's get this going. We pick up on Wednesday, February 14th. Oh, look, Valentine's Day. And taking on the team you hate the most, the Lehigh Valley Phantoms. You'll love to see it on Valentine's Day. You'll love it, don't you? No, you don't. Uh, <laughs> also, possibly could be look for maybe Valentine's Day jerseys. The marketing rights itself. We head into Saturday as the Bears will head to the Great White North. Take off there, eh? As we head to head to Toronto. There on February 17th to take on the Marlies. Four o'clock start up there at the arena, for now known as Coca-Cola Coliseum. And then a bit of an odd scheduling thing. A Monday two o'clock start in Belleville? Uh, okay. And then a Wednesday seven o'clock start out there in Eastern Canada. So the Bears... Spending up to a week there in 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 Canada, um, it seems a little odd. Usually they're bunched together a lot more. I know last year we had a I think a Wednesday, Friday, Saturday, but now uh, we get a, a Saturday, Monday, Wednesday. Say la vie. 
Yeah, it's a little interesting because, I mean, you know, the 19th is a holiday for us here in the U.S., but, you know, of yeah. course, this is up in Canada, so it's kind of an odd one. Like, I, there must be an equivalent holiday that's not coming to mind for me right now up there that's fitting because, you know, it's another, again, another holiday, just like in uh, in January we get to spend with the Bears, which I am all for, even if it's on the road. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I think they learned their lesson from a couple of years ago where, you know, Scott Allen kind of lambasted the schedule makers for – you know, putting all those road trip games in Canada um, so bunched together with short turnaround times, you know, kind of a, kind of a nightmare situation for the team. I kind of like this a little bit just because, you know, they spend the week up there, you know, they kind of, you know, get to take their time, uh, obviously shorter turnaround time for the Toronto to Belleville games. Not terrible, not terrible. It's, you know, not the end of the world, but just kind of an interesting way to knock out those three games just at, you know, two different unusual times there. So, um, and, you know, like you said, I would anticipate that Lehigh Valley game being a Valentine's day themed one, just because, you know, mm-hmm. again, the schedule, the script writes itself in a lot of ways oh, yeah. in those games. So, you know, it's, it's a lot, it's, it's very funny. It's very funny. I'm sure that the entertainment's going to have a lot of fun with that concept, you know, being oh, yeah. knee deep in the regular season schedule as it is, with the phantoms, even though it's only 12 games, it doesn't take much for those two teams to get to hate each other pretty fast. Oh no. And you and me both know when the phantoms come in, there is a healthy smattering of orange and black throughout giant center. So they travel down 78 to, uh, to play us and bears fans. You and me were talking about this in the green room before we went on, look for a lot of promos this year. Championships tend to do that, but look for a lot of promotions this year, but that is another show. So the Bears finally come back home after having a healthy stretch of five of six on the road as they take on Wilkes-Barre Friday, February 23rd. And then Rochester comes in for that big rematch there on the 24th. Don't be surprised if that's Hall of Fame night once again. I think very well that that could be as well. And we head into Schmarch as on Saturday, March 2nd, the Utica Comets come into town for their one and only visit. And then the Bears head on out to take on Lehigh for the 305 start. Mm. So an interesting stretch there for for the boys. Um, Several back-to-back weekends as we head into, as usual, a very busy time for the boys ending the month of February and into March. It's fairly irregular there to have an entire week between games and not have it be the all-star break. So I, I noted that a little bit on the schedule there as well, that it's, you know, a full week between the Rochester game and the Utica game. So it's a, a rare time for the guys to most likely get away and recuperate a little bit there. Most likely I would, I would imagine that at least some of that time is going to be dedicated towards that. So very nice reward for the guys, to, you know, getting through a tough stretch in Canada, a couple of tough games at home, you know, all packed within a pretty, you know, decent stretch there. I mean, that's really a stretch of five games in, eight days by the look of it there. So I mean, yeah. that's, that's yeah. you know, a, kind of a, an unsung hero. I think that's more like nine days. And maybe I'm being a little bit um, pessimistic there. I think it's nine. Um, mm-hmm. Either way, it's still a very tough stretch for the guys there. So that weekend, that whole week off is going to be much needed and well-deserved for them. I think as we move into March, which is typically a, uh, a light home schedule for March, you know, that Utica game kind of comes up at the beginning of the, the month there but again it's one of those times i know you feel it i feel it 
where you're sort of like, you know, you missed your home. You know, we get to go to Bears games so often and you know, the, all the preceding months that, you know, with PIAA being in full swing and stuff like that for basketball, we don't really get to spend as much time at the Giant Center as what we like to. Oh, no. And I didn't notice that, but you're right. That is a week off between uh, February 24th and March 2nd, a full week. But the boys better get their rest in because, oh, boy, as we head into this March swing. So um, Friday, March, Friday, March 8th and Saturday, March 9th, the boys will be getting their other visit out there to Mr. Bojangles Coliseum to take on the Charlotte checkers as well. And quite possibly yours truly will be out, should be out there as well. Me and the boys have that circled. And then Friday, March 16th, it's up to oop state, New York to the ABC, to, to the ABC center to take on the Utica comets. And then back home Saturday, March 16th and Sunday, March 17th as the bears will be taking on the Syracuse crunch. And then the Hartford Wolfpack on the 17th, Saturday, Sunday, March 17th, St. Patrick's Day game. Mark the tape, green jerseys. That's what it is that that time of year. So very big, very lots of hockey that time of year. Uh, Back-to-back three and threes those two weekends. Big slate of game for the Bears and big time games for playoff positioning. Yeah, I was looking up and down the lineup here a little bit for the days here. Only four three and threes this whole season, which is like it has to be an all time low, I would imagine, for the Bears, at least over the last couple of, you know, all the times that I can remember, at least the Bears have had, you know, so many three and threes. So, you know, I'm sure nobody's complaining about that. But um, it is an interesting stretch there. I mean, what's the over under, you know, I know we're I'm straying into the promotional schedule and when that's a different show, but. What's the over-under? We have uh, more specialty jerseys than what we had last season because it seems like the stage is set there for two in you know, uh, February and then again in March. I should say one in February and one in March. But you, know, you have some other days in there like the Hockey Hall of Fame night or Bears Hall of Fame night. Um, I'm just going to say right off, the top of our, right off the top of our heads, opening night championship jerseys, that's going to happen. And if that doesn't happen, somebody needs to be fired. Hockey fights cancer night. That's definitely that's we got that. Um, St. Patrick's Day. That's definitely going definitely going to happen. Um, probably a throwback night at some point for something, and then probably it, Valentine's Day could happen. And who knows? Um, maybe something new they could do this year. Something new. Maybe they bring the kids' jerseys back. Maybe they try that again on another level, but um, there's five, right? There's five right there. If you want to throw in a St. Patrick's, a a Valentine's day one, there's six. So I'm going with five. I think we get five specialty jerseys this year. That's just me. Yeah. I think it's probably going to be the standard fare. Uh, But you know, again, like you said, you had to wear the specialty jerseys. I wonder if it's going to be the same ones that they were just teasing on social media for, uh, for opening night. That'd be kind of an interesting one. Those. Yeah, I know. Um, I had to open my big mouth and say it. Uh, yeah. Um, actually, my um, my my agent has told me to uh, decline comments on that. So, um, yeah, I'm 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 being advised not to say anything. I will say I think it's a cool concept. 
I like it. I like the idea of it, frankly. But um, you know, I also love to see it in person. I always say that with all specialty jerseys, I love to see it in person first. Um, yes, they they are things. So uh, let's let's head into let, let's finish out the month of March, and uh, the boys will be taking their only trip out to Cleveland, the newly rebranded Cleveland Monsters. And really quick, quick take. What's your think on the new Monsters jerseys, the blue and the blacks? Um, I'm okay with it. I mean, they sort of teased it at the outdoor game last year, right? So it's yeah, it's not something brand new. You know, I think the writing was on the wall for that for a little while. Like, you mm-hmm. know, they bring out this weird new color scheme. And you're sort of like, hmm, I wonder why that is. Um, why they changed it, I, I don't know. But I think it works. I think front-facing Cleveland Monster wow. is a little bit unusual i mean it's kind of like you know looking at a simpsons character from the front you know when they're looking at the camera type yeah. of thing it's a little weird but we can get used to it yeah it's the classic simpsons look for all of you that are old enough at the peak of their popularity in the late 80s when they had the straight on look you know the bart simpson staring into the camera thing but me personally i love them i absolutely love them the lake blue the black the gold it, it just it is fantastic kiss me i love it I absolutely love it. Uh, so we so Tuesday Tuesday home game against the Providence Bruins Hershey Park past night. Just saying that that is Hershey Park past night written all over it. And then Saturday March thirtieth we head out we head out to uh, to Hartford for a Saturday night there in Connecticut. Woof. Yeah, yeah. I mean. You know, you had to go to Hartford eventually, I think. Yeah. It's uh, it's a little, to me, it's a little interesting that these games are kind of scattered a little bit, right? Like, you know, last season we kind of had the Bears play like a mini playoff series of sorts against the Hartford Wolfpack around Thanksgiving time, if memory serves, where it was just, it was so many games with Hartford and then none. And then just sort of seems like, oh, there's Hartford. Like, it's like your once a month date with the Hartford Wolfpack uh, yeah. with your ex that you're trying to make it work and it's not mm-hmm. going to. You know, it's almost a good enough script to be the the February 14th game, frankly, Valentine's Day, honestly. But, um, you know, necessary evil, just uh, one that, you know, you had to, as, um, you know, grit and bear it, not to steal the name from the podcast here, but you got to grin and bear it in a lot of ways in this, uh, on this, in those kinds of games. It's just, it's one of those ones, you, you know, I don't, I'm not sure how Hartford's shaping up. They're always a pain to play against because they're always, you know, at least, a team that will go down scrapping, I think, as oh, we yeah. saw in the playoffs and such. So it's one of those games you just have to get through. And, you know, again, those two points are going to mean a lot by this point. You know, very late March, you know, you're going to be coming down the stretch and counting how many points are on the table. So, um, again, got to hope the boys have a strong road road game by this point. And also just noticing um, from, from – let me see if I can get this right – from Sunday, March 3rd, all the way to April 2nd, we don't play Wilkes or Lehigh at all. So a solid month of none of the Pennsylvania opponents at all. Now that's that doesn't I'm not saying not division because we still got we still got a Hartford Charlotte in there too. So especially Providence, but you know, a little bit absence of our familiar foes. But that all changes on Tuesday, April 2nd, when Lehigh comes to town. Another Hershey Park pass night. And then Friday, April 5th, and Saturday, April 6th, 
Grab your bags, grab your plane tickets, grab your wives, and get out to Iowa as the boys head out to Des Moines, Iowa for the weekend. And in case some of you are thinking, oh, is that a road trip? Could we drive out there? It's 14 hours out to Des Moines, Iowa. I looked. We looked. Me and the boys looked. So um, so y- you might want to grab your plane tickets for that one, unless you're crazy enough to do it. I know there. I know I have a friend who goes to the Indianapolis 500 almost every year, so he does that crazy trip. But um, but yep, the boys are going are going to the heartland of America, April fifth and sixth. It'll be fun to see a new venue there at Wells Fargo Arena, not Center Wells Fargo Arena, out there in Des Moines, Iowa. And a little interesting caveat to note there is that that first game on Friday is an 8 p.m. start. And mm-hmm. then the Saturdays at 7 p.m. I'm yep. I'm curious, you know, that gives you a little bit more time to get set up, I guess, really for it. But a little yeah. bit later, you know, some of the things that come with those those Western Conference. If you follow an NHL team, you're you know you're obviously used to having to deal with some of those weird start times. But it's kind of interesting to have the Bears involved with it, and really after not having to deal with that for a very long time, it seems like. So it's kind of an interesting little glimpse of you know Hershey kind of abiding by that. NHL look rather than, you know, the kind of hokey Eastern side only kind of uh, look they've had for so long. Yeah. I mean, it's it's not like the games are starting at 10 o'clock at night on a school night on a Wednesday. We'll be happy not to do that June. In June. You know, Las Vegas made it work. It started at 8 o'clock here in the coast. They started at 5 p.m. out there in Vegas and they did not care. I should know I've been out there. I would have compromised with Coachella at eight. I would have compromised at eight. But but you're right. It's an hour difference. Eight o'clock start, which is fine. I think that happened with the Texas Stars too when we played them in 0910. Like the game started like eight or 8.30 our time. But hey, that's fine. That is absolutely fine. But it'll be fu- it'll be fun to see that. So down the stretch we come. The boys come back home Friday the 12th. Lehigh comes to town. And then that should do it for the Phantoms. That's the last game at home April 12th. Saturday, April 13th, up in Wilkes-Barre. And then Wilkes-Barre returns the favor, coming back home the 14th. Wednesday, Last home game against Charlotte, last Wednesday night home game against Charlotte, and then the Bears end the season Saturday, April 20th against the Charlotte Checkers. Fan appreciation night. Jerseys off their backs. And that, friends, is all 72 games for the Hershey Bears this season. God bless us one and all. Yeah, definitely. It's kind of interesting that that three and three at the end of the season and 12th, 13th and 14th is all Pennsylvania teams. It's almost like they're expecting that to be a playoff preview kind of uh, of weekend there. And of course, you know, you get two Charlotte games to kind of round it out, sort of similar to what we saw last season with a lot of Charlotte down the stretch there. Um, Yeah, yeah, it's kind of a neat way to end the season. Three straight games at home, you know, that Wilkes-Barre game, you know, you get to, you know, one, aside from Iowa, I mean, that's your only time out of the state even, which is pretty nice. So, you know, again, you save your Pennsylvania cooking for that kind of uh, that last weekend there. And you get to kind of enjoy being at home for those games. And those will probably be meaningful games. You know, we saw it come down to the stretch, you know, final yeah. days last season as to who won the division. 
even beyond mm-hmm. Hershey's 72 games. So it's going to be a good, good test for the Bears. I think those are going to be three, te- you know, three teams that are going to be playoff hungry at least. Oh, yeah. If not playoff eligible, possibly too, because, you know, only so many teams make it. Most of them do. Yeah. But, uh, you know, for the Bears, I think it's just you're going to want to, you know, be aware of where you're at and you're going to want to make sure that you collect as many points as you can in those games. I mean, those home games, Hershey's just been so historically strong at home. You just really want them to snag as many of those points as we can and not have to worry about, you know, again, the the end story of this game is to not, you know, get that buy in the first round if you can. I hate to say that was so important last yeah. season that they didn't have to worry about that. You just don't want to have to deal with it. It's a, it's a bit of a crapshoot in my opinion, you know, and it's, it kind of puts you behind the eight ball in a sense is although you're ready, you're also weary. So, you know, again, I will pound that until the cows come home that we are needing to get a buy every single year. So this team seems in pretty good shape to do so. I like their, you know, composition so far, obviously as you know, our one, you know, our viewer pointed out losing some of those key guys is not going to be easy to replace, but I like the composition of what they've done so far in the summer. I know I'm veering off in a different territory here hard, but um, you know, again, those games down the stretch are going to be so, so important to collect points on, you know, the standings are going to come right down to the wire and you want to earn one of those buys plain and simple. You know, it was a big factor in the bears, you know, I think really kind of getting that edge. You only have to win 14 games to win the Calder cup rather than 16. Mm-hmm. So yeah. um, I really do think it's going to be key to kind of snagging that position again. And let's just face it, it. It's hard. It's it's, it just makes it that much harder. So let's do it again. I'm really ready for it. I'm excited for what they got so far this season, notwithstanding a big trade or, you know, anything that could possibly mess things up so far this summer. I think they've done a pretty, the Capitals especially have done a pretty good job of getting some guys here. Sucks we had to say goodbye to so many guys too. You know, Sam Annis was a favorite of mine as was, you know, Henrik Borgstrom really grew on me during the postseason and such too. So um, it's it's very sad. You know, you're, you're going to have to replace a lot of key guys and fast. That's from uh, Bruce Wayne Eldridge on Facebook. Uh, do you think we have a team to, uh, to repeat? Um... That is a very tall task, especially in this, the way the AHL is set up, it is much harder to do than the NHL to repeat. Um, uh, on, on this live stream, July 16th, or when the audio version drops on July 17th, as of right now, I don't, I, I don't think. To repeat, no. Make a deep run, possible. But um, that's I think that's a bit of a tall ask here in uh, in July. I agree. It's 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 still early enough that a lot could change. But I'm I'm pretty high on the moves that they've made so far. I mean, yes, it's it's tough to replace some of the you know all all time guys that we had. We lost and guys that we are probably going to lose. You know, the Capitals are most likely going to promote one, two, or three of Beck Malenstein, Alexi Protus, and um, uh, Connor McMichael is the other one that I'm thinking of. Yeah. You know, I don't think they're going to have room to carry all of those guys necessarily. Just, you know, you know how Washington is. They, they'll they probably slot one in and have one or two as your extras type of thing. Um, you know, you're not going to have that kind of heavy superstar. But, you know, again, you're getting Ivan Miroshenenko, who I think – you know, is kind of an X factor this season. You know, he's still, you know, getting into full power, but he had that step above at Washington's development camp. 
you know, some of those kids are just going to, you know, you're not going to get the lightning in a bottle performances that you're going to get from the, you know, the Borgstrom's Pilons. Um, you know, some of those guys were just irreplaceable to that run. But I think with that core, you know, that's kind of returning, you know, you got a lot of the same guys on forward defense, you know, Hunter Shepard's back, Todd Nelson's back, you know, you just have to hope the championship fatigue is not a thing. I think you have a pretty solid shot at at least making it back to the conference finals, if not deeper, or, you know, winning another Calder cup, you know, the bears measure Calder cups and back to back. Sometimes, you know, <laughs> we had two sets of it and we're gunning for a third, which would be amazing. And I, as you said, it's very hard to do in this current AHL landscape. It's not the same as it was in 089 and 0910. You know, that was just a different world altogether, basically, that we're not going to see happen ever again. But, you know, I really like some of the, the guys the Bears have. It, it really just depends on how Washington elects to fill their roster. And for all intents and purposes, I think the Hershey has the firepower you know, you get think of a guy like Matthew Phillips, the fifth leading scorer in the AHL last season. Yeah. If the Bears get him, that makes them a better team by a large margin automatically. And, you know, if he makes it, the, the caveat is if he makes it, somebody else is coming back down. You know, not everybody can stay up or you're not going to lose everybody type of thing. So, you know, if he stays up, you know, maybe McMichael comes back. Maybe, you know, Beck Malenstein comes back. It's all guys that, you know, we'd be thrilled to have uh, wearing the Bears jerseys at the very least. You know, I like the signing of Alex Limoges. I think that's a great, you know, underdog kind of, you know, and Pierre Dubé. I mean, you know, these are all guys that have more to give that played for teams that weren't on Hershey's level. And I think that it's just kind of that X factor. So I, I do think that they have a chance to, you know, really do something special again here in Hershey this coming season. Obviously, it's hard to top what just happened in June, right? Like that's, it's near impossibility yeah. at this point. So, you know, again, this team's got a lot to live up to, I think in a lot of ways, but I think we're far removed from the days of, you know, having just an average to below average team in Hershey this, this, this season, at least. Agreed. And it, it's all about signing depth as we saw in the playoffs last year. You know, we, we don't get far without guys like, Logan Day and Mason Morelli getting those goals in in in, in Rochester. So it, it I think the I think the signing depths are pretty good. I've liked what I'm seeing here so far. Yes, it it always sucks to see see players go, but such is the nature of the beast in the American Hockey League. There are no legacy players anymore, unfortunately. So um, you know, I think it, the team looks pretty decent right now. And as we head into August, we'll be seeing more and more moves come in. And it'll be interesting to see how how uh, teams will structure certain contracts with the guarantee that the NHL salary cap is going to go up, the not this season, but the following one. So I think teams are kind of holding contracts and holding their breath until then. And if you want a really good description on how this is going to affect the American Hockey League, go check out friend of the show, Patrick Williams, who keeps doing great write-ups about how the NHL salary structure is going to affect the American Hockey League, which it will. There's a lot of change in the American Hockey League coming, but that is another show. So that is our Schedule Reveal Megacast, our annual show that myself and Corey do. So, Corey, before we get out of here, one, you let Bears Nation what what know what you're working on. So, brother, the board is thine. Well, I appreciate it. You know, I've, I've been kind of doing some recaps, some thank yous of all the – 
you know, summer news, we say thank you to everybody that, you know, is confirmed to be leaving the Bears at this point. So, um, you know, we I've had a couple of pieces over on the blog there. Unfortunately, we're not doing much on Field Pass right now. We have our mandatory summer break going on there right now. But stay tuned when the calendar flips to August. I have a lot of stuff coming on that side of things as well. Uh, we're going to get the ball rolling from August into September and then into game action there in pretty short order. So, you know, we have plenty of stuff going on here. Obviously, we're going to be doing some shows here as, you know, more stuff as uh, revealing like the promotional schedule. Very much looking forward to that one. Um, lots to be excited about. I think it's, you know, it's going to be a very short wait until we're back at the Giant Center or back talking about hockey. And hey, we didn't even get to speculate on when our you know thoughts are going to be for season ticket holder night which is kind of the official unofficial start to the season where we get to go back to the giant center for the first time so you know very much looking forward to all that it's always a great time to be back there at the giant center really looking forward to this one i i'm just curious to see if they can repeat it it's going to be a an important season i think to you know see if they can continue this trend of upward excellence from this organization. I think the Capitals fans, you know, who are hopefully listening in should feel very confident. The Capitals are moving in the right direction after missing the playoffs. I don't really see that happening. If it does this season, you know, it'll be the last season for a while. I think that the Capitals will miss the playoffs. It will definitely be interesting to see how we're going to approach this, see how we end of the summer. And as a programming note for a lot of you fans um, um, out there, um, we are going to be, at least when I say we, I mean here on the show here, um, we're going to be very interview heavy over the next couple of, uh, of weeks. Um, I got two more game overs in the tank. We're going to be getting out here. Um, it's going to be the Pittsburgh Penguins. I know boo hiss. I, I hear all you guys out there. I know they're friends of the show. They're friend they're friends. They got me into hockey podcast network. They're going to be coming out. My buddy Neil doing uh, with New Jersey. We're going to get New Jersey's game over out out there as well. For all you Flyers fans, we've got that out there. Got out out there. The game over for the Philadelphia Flyers recorded with uh, Jesse Bell from over there at Flyers Flyers Nation. Um, great listen for that for that as well. But um, as we head in, head into August, we're going to get some tales from the road out there. Um, my Vegas recap from last year, um, friend of the show, Urinating Tree is going to be coming in. We will be doing some way too early NHL talk. And then coming in a couple of weeks, everyone, the annual summer interview with Zach Fish, voice of the Bears, friend of the podcast, will be on. And we will be talking about his experience through the playoffs and what he is seeing with the Bears heading into as well. And, of course, me and Corey will get the promo schedule whenever it's out there and a few other things I've got working on as we head into the summertime. But, Bears fans, thank you for joining me. The summer of no worries continues for us Bears fans. Get out there and enjoy that sun and enjoy being Carter Cup champions. We'll catch you next time. Thank you for downloading this episode of the Grit and Barrett podcast. If you enjoyed this podcast, please subscribe on whatever podcast platform you are currently listening to. If you are listening on Apple or Google, please leave us a five-star review as it appeases our algorithm overlords. If you enjoyed this podcast, please check out the Hockey Podcast Network 
where there is a podcast for each and every NHL team. We also cover the American Hockey League. They have a podcast about college hockey and all the ins and outs of the hockey world. If you wish to know more about our parent club, please check out the official Caps Chirps podcast on the Hockey Podcast Network as they cover all things Washington Capitals. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at Grit and Barrett P1 on Twitter. That's at Grit and Barrett P1 on Twitter. This podcast is dedicated to the memory of Patricia Blosser, who passed away on December 5th, 2020 to dementia and COVID. The show is also dedicated to all of the Hershey Bears friends, fans, and family who lost their lives to cancer. Cancer sucks. Thank you once again for listening to the Grit and Barrett podcast, and go Bears. Go Bears!